Blog Talk Radio. This is the year of the soldier. This is, you know, stand up or, or fall back. You know, I don't really have time to be worried about whether you fuck with me or whether you don't. You know, I, I own a brand called Zero Fuck. So like, do you think that I give a fuck whether you fuck with me or not? I fuck with you. We have a million other things that we could be talking about, we could be doing it right now. I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't gotta fuck with me, I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see because if you're in such pain that you see, you, you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like, I'm guillotining everybody. People that are coming to me to help, healing, they don't that. They literally get right here. All right, y'all, I am definitely here. It's a little late, but remember I told y'all about this, and it takes me a minute sometimes. But um, I'm definitely here. So today is Tell the Truth Tuesday still, uh, May. We're in May right now, May 7th, 2019. And I've been doing the church, so you guys have really been um, real receptive to that, and I'm very thankful for that. Some of y'all are just watching just because or, you know, just because you're trying to see what's what's going on or whatever. But for me, I really appreciate y'all, you know, tuning in um, so that you're able to see, you know, what's going on and, and you guys are having questions. And we're going to get into all of that because, um, it's I mean, it's time. You know, people are coming and they're trying to figure out, you know, what is what people are trying to, you know, figure out if they still going back to church, if they're trying to find a good church home, they're trying to figure out, you know, are, are they an atheist just because they don't believe in certain things or they don't believe in, you know, one thing or another. They're trying to decipher whether, you know, what religion that they even fit into. And I'm just trying to show people that it doesn't necessarily have to be about religion, it's just for me, do unto others. So I want to get into, because I told you, I'll tell the truth today if you listen to this show, it's basically about me and my journey through trying to heal and trying to get over a lot of just different traumas, not so much just men, just everything in general, like, you know, just growing up is, is a trauma within itself itself. And I'm sitting here drinking a rosé. So we talked a lot already about the pain, suffering, loss, betrayal, and deception. And people don't realize that, you know, even silence about certain things. You have a lot of people that like to say, like, you know, I stay out of things, I stay out of things, I stay out of things. But what people don't realize is that when you know about something and you don't even give, like, that warning shot or you don't even say, like, hey, you know, maybe you should see other people or maybe you should do this or maybe you should do that. You know, people become ticking time bombs when they know that you knew about something and you had information and you didn't share it. 
So, for example, if I see my girl's dude out with somebody, I'm probably going to slap the shit out of him, flip a table over, and let it be known that that type of behavior, nor is mine, acceptable. However, you're never going to think that because I kept a secret for you that me and you is that close because we're not. And I've lost friendships like that where the girl went back to the guy. That's why y'all think I'm talking about y'all dumbasses. I'm not talking about y'all. I'm talking about my own sometimes personal situations where I have been the girl that went and told on the dude, and then the dude, you know, she ends up staying with the dude. And then that puts me at a disadvantage because now they're looking at me like, because obviously if you're my friend and you stay with the dude, that means you think I'm mine. Mm-hmm. So I want everybody to keep the same energy with these dudes that we have with our friends. You know, I cut people off because it wasn't just one little thing that you did. No, there was a series of events that led up to the pain, the betrayal, the deception. And I've actually been more hurt by friendships than I have actual male-to-female relationships. Um, Because with your friends, you don't expect betrayal. You don't expect them to drag you through the mud because you made a decision to live your life in the way that you wanted to. Now, I'm not talking about drugs because that was never an issue with me. But if you don't like somebody that I'm dating, that's okay. But that doesn't mean that you just don't like everything about me. Go tell that motherfucker you don't like him for whatever reason. But you like everybody else that's abusing me, mistreating me or whatever, whatever. But you didn't like this particular person. And as a result now, you know, certain situations have happened where I don't fuck with people and they don't fuck with me because you decided that you wanted to be a disloyal friend and that's what you do. And But that's not a surprise because you've done this to your other friends. When this one was suffering through something, you did the same shit. You know, and I'm the person, little does this person know, the other friend know, I'm the person that was like, hey, she has a right to be, you know, in the hospital or be sick and not fucking tell you about it because it's none of your fucking business. People's individual healing is none of anybody else's fucking business. They heal at the rate that they're at. Not all of us are fucking Wolverine. And especially black and Latina women, we've had to be Wolverine, right? So we have to take on households that may not be ours. We may have to take on children that may not be ours. We may not. I'm Listen, I'm everybody's auntie. I promise you that. I'm everybody's motherfucking auntie. You know, I don't think that there's a kid alive that's in my life right now that think. listen, let me tell you something. My niece, I asked her, I said, what you want for your birthday? And she's like, I need a wallet for all my money and my spare change. And I said, okay, so do you want a wallet? Or this is my brother's daughter, one of my brother's daughter. I said, do you want a wallet or you want a change person? She's like, I don't know, maybe both. Because she saw her cousins, my other nieces, get coach bags for Christmas or for their birthdays because um, they're, they're close in birthdays. And so she was just looking like, yeah, you better have mine too. You know, and, and that tickled me because that let me know that she knows that I can ask my auntie for something over the top and she's going to give it to me. I'm this way in my friendships, and I'm this way in my relationships, you know. So for, like, the people that get to feeling special, I actually drove to Atlanta one time for my girlfriend's uh, birthday party and rented out an ice cream truck and paid paid for, like, at least, you know, a few hours worth of ice cream so that people in her neighborhood, because she lived in a cul-de-sac, could have ice cream, but it was just kind of like a nostalgic thing. We went skating, that whole situation. So people have to understand that when you're leaving those types of friendships, there is a level of healing that goes on because you were that close to that person. And we got a caller. I'm feeling I'm feeling jazzy tonight. Sometimes I don't answer y'all calls, but let's see who this is. Caller, are you there? You talking to me? Mm-hmm. 
Caller, are you there? Hello? Yes, yeah. ma'am. Yes, I can. And if you were talking to me, if everyone called into the line, hi. Hi, how are you? I decided to take your call today from the 310. Did you want to state your name for everybody? Uh, yeah, my name is Ronnie. Ronnie? Okay, and where are you from, huh? At Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Is this your first time tuning into the show? It is, it is, but uh, I'm a fan of Miss D on Instagram, so um, it's my first time actually tuning in. Oh, really? Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Girl, I'm sitting here having a glass of rosé, so I'm getting ready to talk about healing. And I'm going to talk about, you know, because I talk a lot on my Instagram about, you know, and I joke a lot and I play around a lot, but a lot of people don't realize that I've really been drugged through the mud, really been through a lot of painful things in the last really 20 years, but especially so in the last six years. And I talk a lot about the pain and the Tell the Truth Tuesday. The show was actually started um, because I was trying to deal with mental health and mental illness, and I was finding that in a therapeutic setting that wasn't working for me because they would switch therapists or they wanted to automatically put you on medication or they want to tell you all these things, which may have been true. But I feel that in our community, I think that if we have elders and if we have good girlfriends and people that we're able to air our grievances out with, that it makes for us to be able to function in day-to-day life as opposed to having to wait, you know what I mean, two, three weeks to get into a therapist, and then there's a whole process with that. So well, I totally with agree me, with you. I went to and, therapy today, and I paid two ninety five just to listen to somebody tell me what I already knew. So Exactly. And, you know, the thing with me <laughs> is that therapy back in the day, it really did help me, but we change every day, right? So every day there's an incident that could change everything. Like today there was a school shooting in Colorado. I have a girlfriend that lives in Colorado. Her kids were not at that school, but she does live there. So every day is, is there's a trauma or there's some sort of trigger now that, I, you know, that I'm thinking about it. And so for me, I was going to therapy and it was working because I was able to air my grievances, but I really wasn't telling the therapist the truth. And that's the honest guy. Because if I really told the therapist that I want to punch a motherfucker in the face, now we have a problem. If I really told the therapist that sometimes I'd be wanting to bleed out in the bathtub, yeah, they Baker acted me. You see what I mean? And so we end up, as women, especially mothers, going in there just telling them what we need to say and just the root, you know, not even the root of the problem, but the surface of the problem, instead of being able to tell the full truth because there's a consequence that comes with telling the truth when you're in therapy. You know that, right? Absolutely. You just kind of glaze over and touch over your issues. And that's why I definitely, you know, I just exactly. wanted to tune to the show. I just wanted to listen to you because, you know, like I said, I just paid almost $300 to glaze over the truth with some person because you're also fear of being judged and being, you know, held accountable when in fact, how are you ever going to help yourself if you, you still have to lie in quote unquote therapy? Well, and that's exactly what I'm saying. So basically this show is an avenue for you guys to be able to call in anonymously. You don't have to give your real name. You don't have to say where you are and just literally just to vent. That's what I also got this show for is because I felt that if I was able to get on here and call everybody a cocksucker that I needed to, drag everybody that I needed to, and if you notice and you listen to the shows, I'm over 250, 260 episodes. I don't usually say a lot of names just because – I try to protect them in what's going on, with the exception of one. I had an ex in Texas, and he is, he should be in mental health um, counseling. And because I was very 
worried about him. Like, it seems like I'd be dragging this motherfucker. It really does. He deserves it. But at the same time, he was in treatment for some other issues that he was dealing with, and I was very concerned with him. So I'm saying his name. So if anything happened to the motherfucker, all the people that's hitting like on his pictures and, hey, sis, and hey, Hey, bro, nah, 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 I warned y'all that something was wrong with him and y'all might want to check on y'all friend. I could drag him to the ends of the earth and to the white meat because that's what I'm allowed to do because he hurt me and he did some fuck shit to me. However, y'all, if y'all are his friends, go see about your friend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's y'all. Yeah, I, go I, see I about totally understand. Friend. So I would just say my quick thing is um, I would just counsel women because, again, this is almost like, anonymously being able to speak your truth that you should never um, doubt yourself when you come to the conclusion that the person you're sharing your life with is full of shit. And when you get to the point where you can't believe something you saw with your own eyes, um, when you get to the point where you feel like you're in high school, borrowing your girlfriend's car to ride past, you know, his job. Oh yes, honey, join the club. We have what's called the van in his yeah, to leave his your. I mean, I literally got to the point where I had a trap iPhone with my location on underneath the seat in his car, so yeah. I could see where he was at. And it was a mission just to retrieve the phone every three days without him finding out to recharge it. Like, you know, when you get to that point, you got to tell yourself, you "What blue am blue I fighting and for?" And I don't want it. Yeah, and it's, yeah. and, and the I call that playing blues. It's clue. so hard to let go. It's no, but it's hard. It's still hard to let go when you realize you're making a fool of yourself. And when somebody is Absolutely. telling you their every day, I don't want you, and you're letting their mouth say, "I love you, baby." It's not me. It's actually you. I'm finally to the point where I said, "Girl, you're the problem here. You are the problem because you have been told in no uncertain terms through his actions every day the cheating, the lies, the women, the catching him. I, I just got to the point where it's like, are you going to have to catch him? physically in bed with somebody before you say you're being disrespected. So I have finally mm-hmm. let go. I'm moving on and I don't need $300 sessions to tell me that I'm being mistreated and that I deserve better. Here's the thing that's, that's so crazy. I feel like somebody <laughs> paid you to call my show and say this today because I literally just did a ritual last night. It's just a, they, it's a spiritual. They, please, um, they, could, uh, they could cash at me when I hang up. If that's the case. Listen, I feel like somebody paid you because I literally talk about, especially just women in general, women can deal with a lot of stuff. We can't deal with being embarrassed. So, girl, how do you think I feel? I'm at work, and I see Crispy Critters, Butterfinger-type bitches, coming in, and I know. They don't know that I know about them because I was crazy like that, too. Oh, honey, you don't even know the level of crazy that I went, okay? And... It was to the point where I had to stop and be like, bitch, you out here telling these people that you were cleaning, you out here acting like a peasant, like you tending, you know, you tending some, to somebody's field somewhere in the 1600s. Like, we're not, I'm not doing this. And I literally just was like, I'm so embarrassed. Listen to me. You know when I really got embarrassed of a girlfriend of mine, she was working with me, and I said to her, these two little girls right here, because these little girls be thinking that it's just, it's not about you. It's about he's lying. Girl, do you understand the lies that come out these men's mouth? Like, you not ever going to understand. I would have to talk to you offline about, like, actual lies. I had one dude tell me it was the pizza man that came in the house, child. I said it was a whole woman. Oh, well, she, oh you know what? I know who that was. She came in, and then she was gone in 10 minutes. I said you a lie because I was up the street for two hours. And then just hearing yourself. You're like, bitch, I went crazy. 
what has happened to me? You understand what I'm saying? Because you don't hear men telling their crazy stories about how they ride down our street, slash our tires, bust our windows in with hammers, things like that. All you hear about is when they kill us. You understand what I'm saying? We don't ever hear about a man talking about he was so in love and doing all this stuff to a woman. And then, I'm sorry, I didn't even ask you about the part. Did he start accusing you of stuff too? No, it never got to that point. It was the accusations were always like the, you know, basically everything that I'm doing, everything that he was doing is is was oh, you know what, I'm you're at the point in your age, you know, in your life as a woman that you're at an age where naturally you're going to be depressed. I think you had a, a lot of wow. issues um, from your childhood, and that's where all this anger is coming from. Like, look, I really love you, but I think you need to get help. And I would literally just no, be sitting back going, actually, the the problem is I have fought hookers um, while I was pregnant over you. The problem is I literally okay. have called I don't know how many girls back from your phone that's calling you baby and scheduling times to meet up and going, why the fuck are you calling my husband? And you're going, why would you call oh, her? Oh, hell no, nah, wait, crazy. in a marriage? going on. Oh, well, then you got there's carbonate to be doing on. all this shit. Yeah, there's there's mm-hmm. nothing going on. You're making yourself look psychotic. No one likes you because you're crazy. And, and, and it's like the inability that. to say, oh, yeah. But it was just this inability for him to go, to say anything with any drop of truth. It's, it didn't or to matter acknowledge, how you know what, me None. text another they bitch could accidentally is send me. They could, they could accidentally email me the news and... And literally, he would be like, that's for my friend. What, he had a business trip once. Girl. And um, he left his email open, and he sent a bunch of girls on Craigslist, like, selfies. to my like, hey, do you want to meet up and have fun? I'm in town for a few days. And when he left his email open, I I, I can't believe you're really going to sit here and start an argument over nothing. Me and my home Girl, were you better like, than me because I've been showing up on the date. That's how sick I am. No, he said, he said we were joking. We were just trying to see, like, you know, what kind of women would actually be on Craigslist. I'm like, actually, no, you're just. Oh, my God. I feel like somebody really has quick. paid you to call me and say this because no, this I went is, through this all of this. It's real life. Oh, and my God. Point, okay, so. We, and I'm sitting here going, are we going to be together? And the fact that I would accept almost nothing from him in the way of like mm-hmm. emotional support. He does it. He's not going to call and check on me when he comes around. He brings so many other people. So he doesn't have to have even an intimate interaction and he could go three months and sleep with me once with his eyes closed. And I, and I'm, I'm gorgeous. I'm just, you know, who that I want you to follow on my page. Who had a similar a story. Um, I want you to follow somebody on my page. She had a similar story, but hers was actually played out publicly on uh, television. Uh, is Veronica Obing, and she was on, I think she was on a First Wives Club or Second Wives Club or something like that, beautiful. I mean, like, drop-dead gorgeous. Her husband had the audacity, honey, the nerve, okay, looking like a milk dud to cheat on her, like, on television, and you could, like, everything that you're describing, he did. And he was, like, I believe he was a, a pro, you know, a prominent plastic surgeon out there. Well, she started following me, I started following her, because I was just like, bitch, you don't see that this motherfucker don't give a fuck. Like, I was, like, screaming at the television, like, I would knock his head completely out. Girl, come to find out, he was cheating on her with, like, somebody that had, like, came to her baby shower. Girl, she has five children with this man. Was- How dare you? 
it would be very similar. Like he just kept anybody. It's not even about being with women. He'd just sleep with anybody that's around that'll go for it. Oh my God. I literally just, just said this. I said, there is something wrong with you men. It's not about that like, you I don't even be, He never wants to be like in a relationship. It's not like, Oh, this woman is intelligent. She has stuff going for her. And, and I, I don't know, oh like, God. I don't know, maybe men hang around their secretaries too much and they start sleeping with them because they spend time together and they start to have, feel like, no, like anybody that will lay down and hold still long enough. So I don't, I don't ever think it oh, was damn. like more than that. Just no self-control. You do and understand that that's it not your fault, though. Liar. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. and there, he's I a narcissist, too. Understand but that. you understand that's not your fault. Oh, None no, of I'm, this like, is your I'm, fault. I'm I don't care if you were like, 300 pounds. Craziness. I don't care if you were 100 pounds. None no, of this you, is you your fault. It's because he lacks self-control. You're the problem when you're still involved, when you have self-awareness when you're not a narcissist when you're not a sociopath oh, you got to get out of the toxic situation but i under, but gonna, i want you to understand that them sleeping with other women has nothing to do with you because you could be every single thing that he ever wanted in a wife or in a mother or in a mate and if he lacks self-control and common basic respect for his own body and the institution of marriage, honey, there's nothing that you could have absolutely done. Because I think a lot of women become suicidal and beat themselves up because they feel like, you know, if I would have done this, he claims he wouldn't have cheated if I would have lost weight or if I would have gave him head on no, Tuesdays thought, and think, Thursdays, I I if I would have slept like with him more. None of that is one your or two. in your business. I felt, no, I definitely felt like that when it was one or two. But when I found out it was... 50, 60, maybe more. Oh my just God, just anybody he runs into in a restaurant, just anybody that's passing through his door, just just really anybody. And it it's now have you been to the doctor made click for and me. made sure you're okay? Oh, of, of course, no. But like I said, my my protection is that when he's busy, he he falls in lust, but over and over and over and over and over again, his lust could last oh three days. God. Where he just will, he's like a dog, when, like a male dog, when a female is close to him and he, they won't eat, they won't sleep. They, I mean, he won't do anything else but, but chase cat. But then it's like, it's over that fast. But it's a repetitive cycle of, yeah, alive and well and, 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 and telling me Did that you leave I him or are you trying to in, figure it out? I'm in the process of trying to leave him. And um, basically right now, like, my thing is that he's still in the mode of, like, you need to get medication because you're unstable, because Don't you're angry. Don't listen to that motherfucker. And he I'm, can't even control the dick in his pants. Don't even and listen I'm just, to that. Yeah, I'm just no. slowly. If I'm you're depressed because that motherfucker, if you went crazy, it's because he drove you there. Mm-mm. But that's the thing. But I, I tell him, I'm like, anger is part of frustration. It's a part of the... Um, my therapist would tell me it's a part of the grieving process when you're letting go of someone. It's like that person dies to you, what you thought they were, what you thought you were going to be together. So it's just a part of the grieving, the anger, the frustration, the sadness, and the depression. That's that's not a reason to 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 let someone tell you you're crazy and everything you think and that you feel like your gut instincts and even facts and even the way you're treated literally. That That's no reason mm-hmm. to, to accept that you're unstable and that you need to seek some kind of help as if you're imbalanced. I'm really a big mental health advocate um, for, for women in particular, you know, to, to reach out if they need resources, et cetera. But at the same time, don't let some dude 
puts you so off balance that you feel like you're mentally ill when in reality you're just in a negative, toxic situation. Yeah. Now, let me also say this. I tell men a lot of time because the first card that they want to play is you're just insecure. And I'm like, bitch, have you seen me? There is nothing for me to be insecure about. If I'm insecure, it's because you as a man breached security. You did something that totally shook my trust or, you know what I'm saying, put me in a mind state that I can't trust you, and now I got to be playing blues clues with you, and I'm too old to be doing that, and I'm not going to do it. So my well, whole thing is, yeah, if into you – withdrawing emotionally, when you, when you walk down the street and feel you have PTSD every time you see a woman that oh, yeah. is over a two, you're irritated because you're like, is he sleeping with her? Has he slept with her? Is he going to double back when I get in the car and say he left his keys in the restaurant and go try to talk to her? you got to start yep, saying, I like, had one you of can't them. stand to be around other women because your man is so prolific at literally, like, in a target, shaking you to my, oh, oh, um, I, I, I left my card at the register. No, you're going back to talk to the girl that just checked us out. Like, I don't like, well, bitch, it'll stay there. We'll call. And and the thing is, you shouldn't even have to do that. <laughs> so it's cool, but like I'd be like, well, bitch, we just go call when we get home. Leave it there. <laughs> like, and please no, tell me I'm he's attractive or something. Process. He's beautiful. Hmm? He's yep. be- oh, God damn it. I hate the <laughs> That's how I he's had stunning. a couple like that, too, that they were just like, drop that gorgeous. And you like, bitch, if you, if you didn't look like this, how did, like, you know what I mean? I would have killed you a long time no, ago. No, it's, it's not even that. I honestly, I have racked my brain. I have thought about everything. And, and that the, the most sense I can come to out of all of it, I honestly feel like, is he gay and just will, and he's so repressed? because that's the last thing I think he wants to be because he's also hyper-masculine that he... Yes, and do you know what they say about those that are hyper-masculine? those urges by being so politically, sexually active with as many women as he mm-hmm. can to constantly reinforce that he's straight because he can't sit his ass still. Now, you know there's another reason for hyper-sexuality as well. Abuse. So... That kind of goes into, and I spoke about that on my show, I believe it was last week or on my church show that I do on Sundays, is a lot of men, like we always talk about women that are over-sexual and things like that. Like I know a lot of hoes. A hundred percent of the hoes that I know, something happened to them when they were a child that allowed them to be desensitized to the attachment that comes when you make love to somebody that you love or when you have sex with somebody. You understand what I'm saying? So they missed that whole portion because it was already taken away from them as a child. So I don't make excuses for none of these toes. But what I'm saying is, is that he might very well be a homosexual just covering that because that is one thing that they try to do, especially when they're in their 30s and 40s. They just, I'm going to go fuck a bunch of bitches and this, this, and this. But did he ever stop to think, my nigga, something is wrong with you, that you keep trying to find heaven in between everybody's legs and think that you can create hell for me. You understand what I'm saying to you? So there's also a level that makes me feel like, because I had one like that, or, or two, that makes me feel like you were touched as a child by a male figure or inappropriately um, sexualized as a child, and that's why you think it's okay to do what you're doing with no consequence. And what happens is you, I think there's a lot of jealousy that comes into play when you're being cheated on, but you also, when you kind of step mm-hmm. outside the situation, I also realized that if there was particularly one woman that he was very taken with at the moment, I would also 
realize later, but he's still sleeping with three and four other women too. He doesn't care about anyone, not me, not the one who he's given a whole bunch of money to and paying her Have bills. Have you been reading my post? Because about that's it. exactly what I've been talking about all <laughs> week. Yeah, I came like across I said. Stuff you know, on, you gotta let these IG. little girls think that they're winning. So, but yeah, because have, you, you have, have to, let, to let people think that they're winning. Because I listen, let me tell you something. A hard truth for me recently was I was sitting on a beach and someone was saying like, "Oh no, he loves this person," and I said that's impossible. And she says, "No, I really, I really think that he loves her." And I said, "I'm gonna tell you why it's impossible." Because if I was to call him, he would fuck me. Okay, I know, I know of at least three <laughs> other bitches that he's fucking. So if he loved her as much as he says he did, he wouldn't do that to her, knowing that this girl, girl, if she was to leave tomorrow, he her. right? He don't. You he know, don't so it's her. like even as a woman, if you're if you're with a guy and you're asking yourself, I think he loves the other woman, he, he intrinsically can't love her if he's still half-assed in the relationship with you. Right. You, you and don't, it's not you, even you half-assed. It's just about, well, you know, it's funny. If that's how you treat people that you love, and the minute that she goes to work, you have six and seven bum bitches come through your house within an eight-hour period, that's not love. And that, that's literally called tolerance. And I would much rather be in love than to be in tolerance. I don't want nobody to be with me because they tolerate me. Now, you, you're in a marriage. That's, you know, I'm not a proponent. I, I know of, I've been in, I, no, no, I've been in tolerance for a long time. Yeah. Not, not but what I'm saying to you is that if you were single, I'd be like, girl, fuck that motherfucker, leave him. But you're not. You are actually married. And so you have to understand, you have to do what's best for you because I'm not a proponent of divorce. I don't tell people get divorced unless he was physically abusing you but what people don't understand about cheating what makes it so disgusting like I'm disgusted when I see these broads what makes me so disgusted about it is like I know the bum ass niggas that these broads are dealing with and then you coming back and dealing with somebody that I fucked with I hold myself in high regard and so there's a lot of people in the community and I'm no different than this bum ass bitch that you're fucking with because we we have something in common you why would you put me on their level and theirs on mine? You know, and you do and, develop and a hatred towards the women. Can let, you know, almost like you punch me in the face, my black eye is going to heal in a week. You sit mm-hmm. and tell somebody a bunch of lies and tell them you love them and you're fucking their life sideways. I mean, that's the type, like you said earlier, like that's the type of shit that can drive a woman insane, make her less of a mother, make her worthless in her career because she's always overthinking mm-hmm. her or thinking about is he really at work? Like make a woman so spaced out that she's useless because because she's all over the place emotionally. Because of and you, so, exactly. Like you, you just have to get to the point where you realize this it is abuse to be cheated on. Mm-hmm. It well, honey, to be and it's to dangerous. And it's a AIDS is still real. <laughs> AIDS is still no. real. And no, the like, sad part no, is, like it's not. Magic Johnson right. has it's all really too still real. It's still real. In Atlanta, they said like seventy percent of the women down there got AIDS. And that's because um, you know, because so many of the men are on the down low, and people can say I'm wrong for that, but I believe that. Well, uh, they and like are, I said, and I then there's that's also what I'm dealing with. Right. Oh, so you think he's also been with men as well? I have no idea at this point because, like I said, it's just 
when you know a person for years and shit starts getting stranger and stranger and then you just say, you know, go live your life and then they come back, they want to try again and it's so much stranger than it was the last time, it, it, it just starts to make you think. You can't sit still. You can't form intimate bonds. You can't form real connectivity. You're sexually all over the place. And now you want to do all this strange white people shit. Like, I don't even know what this is. Like, this is this is abnormal. I don't even know what this Girl, is Girl, and that's called. the other thing I'm going to try to blow you, it off. is nasty. Yeah, bitches is nasty. They doing any and everything. And, and I'm like, I don't got to fucking do all that. I'm just to that point where, mm-hmm. where these little young bitches are so nasty. I, I'm in my late 20s. I'm I'm not doing half this shit. Girl, disgusting, and be doing it for free. Not even a Popeye's biscuit. Ain't getting nothing out of it but just mm-hmm. being nasty. And might be getting an ass whooping later on. What I could tell you is this. In order for you to heal from that situation, I'm not saying don't go see a therapist because you might be having PTSD. You might be, you know, suffering from depression and anxiety. If, if nothing else, fucking anxiety. The bottom line is, is that, you and I both know as women, and especially if you're, you know, African-American or Latin-American, you know, I don't need to see what I already know. Spirit of my ancestors going to let me know long before anything happens what the fuck's going on. You as a grown woman, I think you have an attachment. If you go back and listen to my show, I have a show called Attachment. I had a church show talking about attachment. When we love things or even when we hate them. We have to let them go. Not so they can come back. If you come back, I don't want you, bitch. What I'm saying is is that you have to get to a place where you understand this is not me, my guy. This is you being a whole-ass nigga. And I'm not going to continue fucking with you being a whole-ass nigga so you can give me herpes or you can give me gonorrhea or you can give me a bacterial infection because you don't care where you put your dick. If they don't even care or discern where they put their dick, they will. They're killing you. You're trying to kill me. What did you say, hon? I'm sorry. Did you say something? Like I said, when they're out sleeping with a bunch of people because I dealt with somebody like that, the saddest part is that they wear this mask to every single new woman that they meet. And you almost, listen, I went from almost hating this girl because of the vile things that she had said to me, not because of the dude, but because of her personal disdain for me. I get it, okay? But at the end of the day, I look at you and I'm starting to feel sorry for you because I'm like, you have no idea the whirlwind of events and bullshit that your man has put you through that you don't even fucking know about. And the reason that me and that motherfucker don't speak is because I know the shit that you're doing. And as a woman, at some point I had to say, you know what, this shit is disgusting. It's not right. And I'm just, as a woman, I don't give a fuck about the girl, but I give a fuck about me. I don't want no parts of whatever the fuck you have going on. And you're allowed to say that. You know, I, I, I wish you, I will you that you get your finances in order and that you're okay that if you did choose to walk away from the situation. But to be honest with you, it's unfair of him to tell you you need counseling and that motherfucker is a walking sex addict. Now, I dated somebody that actually was a sex addict, so he claims. And part of being a sex addict is they don't care if it's a prostitute, a man, a woman, a dog, a child. Some of them don't discern. They don't. And I remember my ex that lived in Texas telling me that he was going to meetings where he had to, like, room with somebody that had, like, slept with children. 
You understand what I'm saying? That's a true sex addict. That's why I used to tell him, nigga, ain't nothing wrong with you. You ain't no goddamn sex addict. You just like to beat off and watch porn all the goddamn time. Okay? There's a definitive difference. So anybody listening to me out there, part of your healing as a woman and in your womb comes from the fact that you don't want toxic shit around you. You shouldn't want toxic shit in you. And so if you have to keep 20 questioning somebody and you're catching him, I don't know what you're waiting on catching because the next thing is AIDS. AIDS is very motherfucking real. You know, like if I even have a slip-up, and I've been celibate for months, okay, because I just, I, I, I focus better when I don't have fucking demon dick running around on me or just gorgeous motherfucker. And one thing about me, I don't like no ugly motherfucker. And, and, and he might be ugly to you, but he might not be ugly to me. In order for us to heal, and I want to get back to talking about that, we have to talk about things to our elders, to people that have been through this. Like my grandmother used to tell me, ain't nothing changed but the date on the calendar. There's been gay people. There's been a bunch of hoe-ass niggas. There's been abuse. There's been these scandals going on in the church. All this shit has been happening. There's been mothers that are inappropriately touching their sons. This has been going on since the beginning of time. But what we need to do, especially as women, protect yourself first. Because what do I always tell y'all? The number one thing a man try to do when you leave is he try to kill you. He try to take you off the earth because at that point he realizes I'm losing control. A lot of this, I'm not saying that you don't need help because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, I can't, you know, diagnose you. But what I can tell you is that he needs to start addressing some of his sick, disgusting behavior, and he needs to get a new set of friends that allow him to function and behave, and that's the problem. If I'm out here being a whole-ass bitch, okay, I got friends that'll be like, bitch, you out here being a whole ass bitch. Like, what is the problem? That's never been a real conversation with me, but they'll be like, bitch, don't you think it's enough? You know, or, hey, you better not play with that motherfucker. You know he's crazy. He'll kill you. You know, we don't have men that are checking other men like, bro, you cheating on your wife? Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, that shit's raggedy. It's seen as machismo, and it shouldn't be seen as that. It should be seen as use a dirty dick, ball hair, you know, ball head ass nigga. You know, and I hate to use that verbiage, but them niggas ain't my niggas, N-E-G-U-S. They not the same. So in order for us to heal, one of the things I had to do is I had to cut the cord off with people and say that, and I will say to the young lady that just called, if he would do it to you and you are supposed to be the person that he took vows with and loved and honor and cherished and respect, you have to be okay on the inside with knowing that, there is no bitch that's going to put me asunder. You are not in competition with the other bitches. They're in silent competition with you because you are the wife, not the fiancé, not the long-term girlfriend, the wife. And I want you to take that title out of it and understand that as a wife, you are being treated like a side bitch. I don't believe in side bitch, but I believe that if I'm your wife, I should be able to burn your motherfucking goddamn hair off your head, your chest. I should be able to torch your car if I fucking want to. All of this shit is ours. It's mine. It's ours. That shit that happened during your pregnancy, do you realize that if you would have caught a disease when you were pregnant that that baby could have been born blind or with some sort of birth defect because somebody has no self-control? Tell that motherfucker just as a favor to me, okay? The next time you catch him, because you're not, you're not done yet. You've gone through the pain, you've gone through the betrayal, you've gone through the deception, you haven't gone through loss. 
you haven't counted up and totaled the cost of what it's going to take to leave that relationship alone. And when you cut these motherfuckers off, you cut them off like, like crackheads have to cut off people, places, things. Okay? I don't tell people to get divorces and shit like that. Now, if you was in a regular relationship, I'd be like, girl, leave that motherfucker alone. But I can promise you this, and I'm, I'm probably almost 20 years older than you, baby, and I can promise you this. They don't change. They don't change unless some major life circumstance or consequence happens. They don't change until somebody does it to their daughter or until somebody does it to their son. They don't change until they get a DUI. They don't change until they catch a disease. These men will lie about the color of the motherfucking sky if you let them. And the fact that you have to play blues clues with your husband, baby, this is back to what I said a few I think it was a few months ago where I said some of you are wives and are being treated like side bitches. We don't know about y'all, but y'all know about us. You see how that doesn't make sense? You are supposed to be in the utmost title that there is as a woman. This is what, you know, some of us little girls aspire to be as a wife and a mother and a queen, right? And you have this pauper, this broke joker, and I don't know what his finances are. It don't fucking matter. You're bankrupt internally. Because you keep, I don't, listen, I wouldn't give a fuck if you was 300 pounds. I wouldn't give a fuck if you had moles all over your face. I wouldn't give a fuck if you had diabetes, your breast stank, your toenails was long. It don't matter. He married you. And there, there's a, a certain level of respect that should go with that. You know, these dudes is out here engaged in a long-term relationship, like I said before. I stopped dealing with somebody because when I said to myself, if you love her and that's how you treat her, you could not have possibly loved me. I love you, but you couldn't have possibly loved me. Because if this is how we treat people that we love, I don't want it. And you have to start thinking about it that way so that you can start a healing. And you have to understand that sometimes these men need us. We don't need them. Sometimes. Sometimes they need us to validate their bullshit, like you said. And I'm going to actually play something for you about that. You have to remember that you're the one that holds the cards because you're the one that knows the truth. He doesn't even want to fucking tell the truth about himself. And you call me if you need to. You can um, hit me up on, uh, at, uh, on, on this right here. You can email me or you can just email me at stayinyourlane123 at gmail.com if you want to continue the conversation offline because I just want to make sure that you're okay. But just remember in the end, you need yourself. You need to be healthy for you and your children, and you need to be healthy for yourself. Tell that motherfucker he need to go to therapy and worry about why he lacks self-control. Because at the end of the day, these motherfuckers need us. We don't need them to abuse us. We don't need them to do the same exact thing that they complained that our slave masters did to us fucking 100 years ago, you know, 400 years ago. We don't need that. They need us. I was good on my own, that's the way it was That's the way it was You was good on the low for a faded fuck On some faded love Shit, what the fuck you complaining for? Feeling jaded up Used to trip off that shit, I was kicking to you Had some fun on the run, though I'll give it to you for baby Don't get it twisted You was just another nigga on the hill Trying to fix any issues with a bad bitch Didn't they tell you that I was a savage? Fuck your white horse in the carriage That you never could imagine Never thought you could have it You need me Ooh You need 
Tryna fix the inner issues with a bad bitch Didn't they tell you that I was a savage? Fuck your white horse and a carriage That you never could imagine Never thought you could have it You 